Welcome to Seven Days to Play, your weekly mobile game review program. I'm Edwin. And I'm Sam. And for the past seven days, I have recommended... <laughs> is it recommended or is it chosen? You know, chose. you know what? Okay. You, you do you. I've tried. <laughs> I have chosen Harry Potter Wizards Unite. I always read it as a Wizards Untie. Mm. Maybe that's my dyslexia kicking in. <laughs> Wizards United, you know, the new team from right. from that one of those towns in in London town. Up north. So Harry Potter Wizards Unite is the newest game from Niantic. You may have heard <laughs> of Niantic before. Do you know how much I just want to say the name of the game studios in a stupid voice? <laughs> Niantic. <laughs> Nian- no. <laughs> I'm restraining myself. Sorry, Sam. P- please continue. They are uh, the makers of games such as Pokemon Go and previous to that, Ingress. Oh, Ingress. The game where you have to walk around a bunch and collect a bunch of stuff. Hmm, I am sensing a pattern. And that is what this game is. This is a, a Harry Potter themed uh, Pokemon Go. But I think that's a really simple way to say it, which we'll get into a little bit more. Hmm. Hmm. But I think for, you know, the elevator pitch sort of makes yeah. sense. Yeah, it it's the Pokemon Go f- for, for wizard wannabes. <laughs> and who doesn't want to be a wizard? I want to be a wizard all the time. Mm, I don't know, so this game is actually made not only by Niantic, oh, but they also... Oh, i love to tell you in the App Store description, mm-hmm. first paragraph. Yeah. WB San Francisco. Warner Brothers so San Francisco? It, it oozes of that San Francisco flavor. <laughs> and what, what is the San Francisco flavor? Avocado toast? Main, mainly poo. Oh. <laughs> Um, extortion oh, housing <laughs> gentrification right uh, I, I always think of very luxe buses that take you to places like Google and Facebook but are they actually luxe or are they just merely school buses I don't know mm, I don't know I think they're actually like you know those nice buses yeah, I've never actually ridden in one yeah me neither I, this is what I imagine I imagine that they, they serve avocado toast in those buses <laughs> There is an avocado shortage this year, thanks to uh, drought in Central America. Mm. What I've learned. So you got to get them while it's good. Yeah, enjoy. Millennials out there, enjoy avocado mm. toast while you can. Because it's a thing. Um, this game is also made by Port Key Games, which is, I guess, the division of the official Harry Potter companies. Um, that's in charge of making all these electronic games. Yeah. So, how do you think all these three companies work together? That just seems like I. It's a, lot, it's a lot of overhead. It's hard enough to get something done with one company. Let alone so, I feel like Port Key Games is more like the licensor, right? I mean, not the licensor, but just like the the official mm. um, stamp people. Right. They like, they've got the Harry Potter name, the trademark right. item from the Harry Potter universe as their name. I feel like they are the the knowledge keepers. Like they know which characters uh, should be involved. Probably, mm. um, they probably also say, "Okay, if you're going to name a new character, this is what the names of the new character should be." Right. So they probably have like creative control. 
Right. 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 And then WB San Francisco, I feel probably made all the assets. Mm. Like all the 3D stuffs that's oh, inside the I game. See. And then Niantic just kind of licensed their Pokemon Go engine. Right. Or I think Niantic probably also have a has a a bigger hand in this in in which they're probably doing all the updates and stuff. Okay. So all the assets probably made by WB San Francisco, which Niantic then uses to make all the updates and stuff. That is how I pictured it. How it all comes together. Mm, all right. I'm convinced. If anyone, if anyone from Port Key Games, WB San Francisco, or Niantic, <laughs> Niantic um, <laughs> has an idea, <laughs> let us know. Sam, you describe this as Pokemon Go, but with Harry Potter. Is that? Do you stand by that, or, or do you want to delve in a little bit more? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, lowest for for people who might be possibly interested in who have liked Pokemon Go before. Mm -hmm. That's what I would describe it. I'd say, yeah, it's like Pokemon Go for Harry Potter. But I think there is layers of complexity in there for people who might be looking for more than just, you know, a Pokemon wrapper around or like a Harry Potter wrapper around Pokemon Go. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm Harry Potter and I'm here to say I'm going to find Foundables <laughs> oh, every day. No. Is it? Okay. So here's the thing. There's a difference between Foundables oh, and, and Confoundables, which are the main components of what you have to find within the game. Damn, explain to me the difference, please. I have no idea okay. what the difference is. <laughs> oh, our Confoundables is bad? I think... Confusing? I think the confoundables are what is sort of um, in the way of the foundables. <laughs> right? Um, they okay. explain this in like one of the million texts that sort of passes you by. Oh boy. Um, yeah. Which I believe are actually voiced by Daniel oh, Radcliffe. Do you know what? I was listening so closely. Hmm. If you told me it was uh, an impersonator, I would believe it. I wasn't entirely convinced it was them. Put it that way. I have a smidgen of doubt. Well, I think the Emma Watson character, Hermione, is not Hermione. Mm, okay. But I think the main Harry Potter is actually might might actually be Daniel Radcliffe. Danny, Danny Rad. Mm. Danny Rad. Good old Danny Rad boy. I still think they're all imposters. Should I look this up yeah, right now? I do actually want to know. <laughs> okay, so my guess is... It's all impersonators. All impersonators, huh? Okay, yep. All right, let That's me see. Um, oh, you're right. Oh, uh, really? <laughs> yeah, they all have very British names. Um, the voice for Harry Potter is Kyle McCarley. Oh, no, he's not British. He's American. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What is even <laughs> happening? All right, one, one out of seven days for this game straight away. Yeah, everyone is voiced by other people and not themselves. But it was convincing. I was slightly convinced, but then if you listen closely, mm. I don't know, it's not... It kind of entered that uncanny valley kind of thing where it's just it's not quite right. Right. I think for me, it did it did the trick, obviously, because I was, I was... Yeah, I was pretty convinced that it was, you know, the Radcliffe. Yeah. But... Right, yeah, they, they obviously put a lot of attention into making it really feel like Harry Potter. Yep, I totally um, agree with that. Yeah, from like the music to the voices to the recurring characters. 
Um, yes, the so uh, I, I did feel the endless instantly. dramatic orchestral music, <laughs> right. the never-ending intro where you follow an owl, which turns out you can actually turn off deep in the settings, which I found the other day. Oh, you know, I've only seen that intro once. Oh my gosh, I see it and, all the time, and I've never seen it afterwards. You are very lucky. Hmm. Maybe. I do see all the, the logo marks that appear, which takes up a good <laughs> 20 to 30 seconds before I actually start within the game. Well, you have to know exactly all of the corporate <laughs> entities that are involved in the production of this game. This or key games. WB San Francisco. Niantic. You will be faced with a lot of load screens. And I feel like there is um, a tendency for it to really restart all over again if you just have it off the screen for like a minute or two. To begin with, I thought it was just like, because it's so location-based, that if you move, mm. they kind of have to reset the game because it's, you know, part of the game is that you're close to this, you know, this uh, level or location that you're playing. Um, so often I would right. get bored and close the app and then open it later and it would restart because, oh, I've, you know, I'm now two miles away from where I was before. But I mean, like, Google Maps does a pretty good job of just like you know showing where you were before and then like quickly zooming to like where you are now (laughs) yes but part of the game is that you're at that location Mm. and if you're not if you are no longer at that location probably restarts i don't know i i don't know like i feel like they could have done that because it's really annoying to one lose the progress of Oh, well, not lose progress, but like, it's really annoying when you open it up again and you just see all those logos <laughs> and you have to wait until it all loads up again. Yeah. But at the same time, like one of the points of the game is for you to, to walk around with it. Right. Yeah. And so I feel like I'm not going to walk around with it, with it turned on and me looking at it. Like, well, as it says, please be aware of your surroundings while, play, while playing Harry Potter Wizards Untie. Exactly. So I want there to be like a walk mode. So Pokemon Go has this like good walk mode, mm, right? Okay. Where it kind of disables, not disables, but just like dims the screen a little bit. So you're in like this power saving mode and it allows you to walk. Oh, I see. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, that's be- a nice touch. Because what, I mean, so we're going to get into the components of the games. Like besides all the things that you have to go around and collect on the location based. So should we list out the things that you have to collect? confoundables slash foundables so there are the confoundables that you encounter which are essentially like you know if we're going to talk about this in pokemon go terms um they are like the pokemon that you have to collect there are lots of them so it can be anything from like a a baby hippogriff to a thestral oh which you found at platform three nine and three quarters Exactly. That's all I thought that uh, like there would be a slightly I mean that's a pretty good foundable slash confoundable. But it's kind of right. for I don't know, Snape or Hagrid to be hanging out. Well Hagrid was like one of the first things that this teaches oh, you. It was, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so you have these main things which you have to sort of collect and they're noted by you collecting the stickers in a big sticker book. Oh, it's like the Panini soccer stickers. <laughs> right exactly yeah i don't know you you've told me about this before and they're like really popular soccer stickers but oh, yeah, in the world i've never seen one <laughs> everyone in europe is crazy about them yeah 
and then um so the more you do this the more you lose power or the more energy that you lose and in order to get energy you have to go to like these location-based stops usually they're tied around like a monument around your city like it's going to be like a statue or like a famous restaurant uh, and you visit them um and like pokemon go i think they're like gyms or yeah there's still monuments where like you have to spin the thing and you get like more pokeballs and like all that stuff so here you go to it and you do like a little wizard swipe with your wand <laughs> um and allows you to get more energy which is great right it's but on top of that yeah there's more things that you have to collect um every once in a while you'll get like little things that you collect that are ingredients and with the ingredients you can make like potions and stuff right right and then the final thing, which was the original point I was trying to get to, is that you get these port keys. Oh, like and port key games. <laughs> right. Port keys in the world of Harry Potter, I think they're like little items that allows you to teleport to another place. Indeed. Like really quickly. Um, and here, in order to like unlock a port key, you have to walk with it. So in the world of Pokemon Go, these would be like eggs. So you have eggs that you put in like an egg hatcher or like an egg incubator and you walk with it. Like usually it's going to be like two kilometers or something like that. And once you do like it hatches and you get like a new Pokemon or in the, I, I haven't done it with like the Harry Potter thing, but I don't know what'll happen. Like mm-hmm. probably you get a new confoundable or foundable. It's a simple game in one hand, but also there's a lot of, minor details happening it was actually helpful to watch a youtube video about it which i'll put in Mm. uh, the show notes entitled yeah so what was what was like the tldr that you got from the the video because i think you sent me the link but i didn't i didn't really watch it 10 pro tips to progress quick harry potter wizards (laughs) untie uh well i think the one thing that was not explained very well to me was that when you're casting a spell which is how you unlock a foundable slash confoundable you get a a, a pattern to trace on screen it's right. a combination of both speed and accuracy so there's mm-hmm. a little speed bar along the top which is when you start casting the spell it starts depleting so actually you want to get a good combination of speed and then accuracy because then that is how they calculate how powerful and potent your spell is right and so I would say that is actually the main mechanic uh, or the main game mechanic that you have in this game to, to catch all your confoundables. Yes, yeah. Uh, but that whole speed versus accuracy thing wasn't explained or at least was probably I glossed over in one of the many, many dialogue boxes. Uh, so right. you see it in a YouTube video, it's like, oh, okay, that kind of makes a little more sense now. I get it. So let's talk about that gaming mechanic a little bit. What did you, how did you, like, this is the main mechanic, right? This is, you have to cast these spells, Mm -hmm. you know, um, and you see your little wizard wand do the movement after you've traced the pattern. What did you, how did you feel about that being the main mechanic? Kind of reminded me of Harry Potter Hogwilds or Hogwarts, where you have to do these (laughs) mundane gestures to uh, basically unlock the next parts of the story. Um, It was okay i don't know i was not particularly taken with it as something that was fun or something that was challenging uh it's just kind of just like eh 
it's there, but I don't think it added much to the game or the fun of this whole thing. Yeah, I kind of felt the same way. I felt it was neat that it's sort of like, okay, if you're thinking about a Harry Potter game and you're doing spells, that sort of makes sense, but I almost felt like it was too rigid and too attention, uh, attention like it demands too much of your attention for a mechanic that you're going to be doing a lot well depends on how you walk but yes <laughs> in theory right. you will be doing it a lot but then i also thought about like the pokemon go thing right um and for pokemon go there are levels to it like you can simply just toss the ball up to the thing right so what you'd have to do in pokemon go is you have to throw a little ball to the pokemon but in order to do that, you kind of have to flick it in the right way, yeah. right? It, you have to flick it center towards the thing. Um, and it's initially very simple, right? Like, I think anyone can really flick that easily and just get it done with, right? Yeah. Um, and then later on, like, you learn how to spin it, in which you have to spin it first, and then you toss it to the side. And so it's not, it has, like, an English, and it, like, oh. curves towards the Pokemon. It's like bowling. Right. So you can kind of do that after you get more advanced. But with this, I kind of felt like off the bat, it demanded too much of your attention in a way that wasn't like you can build a skill upon it, which is the only skill that you'd really build is like, like you said, like the the speed and accuracy, which is kind of tracing and kind of boring. (laughs) Right. And also, if you don't do it well enough, the foundable slash confoundable is not unmagicked or whatever the hell is going on so you're just like oh we have to do it again and you are you i guess you lose energy it resists yeah it resists your thing yeah like one of the cool things is like oh i have a wand and i can do spells but translating that into a touch device Mm. tricky right and And not to mention right not to mention the initial part of you know, as with any Niantic game, like there is a possibility to see things in AR. R. Yeah, once again. But yeah, I think I turned that off really quickly because I wasn't going to be looking around for uh, a foundable, confoundable. <laughs> That's just annoying. AR mode doesn't really add anything to the game. You can still play it without it. Right, yeah. So yeah, there's lots of layers in this game. Um, yeah, what happens with potions, you, Sam? I didn't really understand potions. Right, so essentially potions is what allows your skills to get stronger, or like your spells to get oh. stronger whenever you're trying to catch a uh, foundable confoundable. Oh, I see. Um, is that that's not really how it works in the Harry Potter universe, is it? There's no real connection no. between potions and spells, as far as I know. They're not really chugging potion every time <laughs> you have to catch something or casting a spell. Expecto Patronomite. One second. <laughs> look, look, look. Expecto shut, 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 shut. <laughs> I found out that's an actual song. I had no idea that's a real song until karaoke nights when someone... Wait, the shot, shot, yeah. shot song? Yeah. Oh, no. I know. Imagine living to be the age that I am and never knowing that was actually a song. Wait, you went to a karaoke night without me? Well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And it was a Korean fried chicken place in Jersey, would you believe? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I just feel really left out now. I'm feeling foundable, confoundable (laughs) right now. 
shot shots, potions, spells. Okay, right. So right. the potions back on track. Potions are sort of le- they're leveling up. Right. You know, so like, whenever you meet an encounter, um, you get this meter of how difficult it is. Mm. Noted by a little Harry Potter esque looking steampunk meter that says like difficult or something like that. Right. Um, and you can see you pull up your potions and then you can tap on the potion and see how much it changes that difficulty meter. So if it's kind of a, a moderately difficult event, then tapping on like the, the most simplest potion that you can brew uh, shows you that, you know, it, it shows like the difference of like what it will be. So on like really hard things to catch or like really rare items, you can drink the strongest potion that you have and it'll actually bring it back to like easy. Oh, I see. Yeah. And then it makes it easier to catch that. Yeah. Gotcha. But And so you need a lot of these potions and within the game, like it allows you to brew the potions, but it takes time to brew the potions. Oh, uh, that's how they get you. That's how they get you. I see. The, in addition to the spells for unlocking foundables, confoundables, you can also battle beasts in some fashion. Right. So I forget confusing. what they're called. Yeah. I think every once in a while you'll encounter somewhere in your city that's like a chamber um, that has like some secrets in it, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Not all of them can be <laughs> chambers of secrets. <laughs> But it's like, um, there are usually levels in them. And the one that I encountered, which is at the airport, so I had time. <laughs> right. It was uh, a chamber. It was like something like 10 levels to them. And it, I was battling like bad wizards. Oh, no. Which was kind of cool. And this was like a different thing. So I feel like this is how ultimately like raids will happen within this game. So raids are like... You know, multiplayer can join your party mm. and you all take on a raid together. So, um, in the, like the Pokemon world, and I don't really know how this works, but like you encounter like a big Pokemon that you have to fight and a group of you will be there at that event or in that location and you'll all try to like take it down. So each of your, you know, fighting abilities will actually help whittle it down and this is what it kind of felt like but this was sort of like the one player version of it because it was like my first time doing it and it was an easy one Mm, right um and you just have to like go through and fight wizards which is really cool because like you cast a spell um and it was a different mechanic from you catching like a foundable confoundable so you'd like attack and then you'd have to block and then you attack and then you have to block which is kind of cool but I thought it was poorly explained, or at least, once again, I glossed over the many text introductions of exactly how... Because basically you need to kind of dangle your wand in a certain area, and then that's the attack mechanism, which, eh, maybe I'm just a doofus, but... No, that was not clear to me, too. Like, I didn't realize that the pointing aspect was sort of not really one-to-one with your finger, but kind of like... right superimposed in a way where you're kind of moving it around yeah i think for the first time i encountered these this kind of battle i was just like tapping it or like right oh, they're just attacking me i was like oh okay well i guess i don't know how to defend myself here <laughs> <laughs> but of course because they're so weak source it took five minutes you know when i had still had like 80 percent health left so right <laughs> uh, 
that was kind of like a, just like an underwhelming experience as your first run to be like, oh, oh, I see. Now I have like a little, like a hover, hover dot target thing that I kind of need to, eh, I don't know. I didn't care for it. Right. And I think that's kind of the problem with this game that I have in general is that there's lots of information that's passing you by, but in a way that I felt like I wasn't absorbing it. Contrasted to Harry Potter, Hogwarts, and Hogwarts, <laughs> where maybe there was—I mean, there was still a lot of information and backstory, but there was still story or mysteries, right? Because all Harry Potter is like a there's a mystery kind of at the bottom of everything, right? It's always <laughs> it's all a mystery, and he, that's the next game: Harry Potter mysteries on mystery. Yeah. <laughs> it's mysteries all the way down. <laughs> where for this game they kind of tried to make it like, oh, these confoundables have been found in the muggle world and something, 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 you have to recover them. But there was no real central, oh my God, I'm talking about the story. There was no real central story hook to pull you in, maybe. And I feel like they they kept trying to, and you know me, I'm a sucker for story. Oh, yes, I know. Every time I tried to look into it, it like disappeared. And I think this was sort of like a, a UX or a like a information issue because like as soon as they start talking, I'd be like, oh yeah, I want to listen into that, and I'd kind of like tap it to read it or something. Oh, enlarge, enbiggen, enbiggen the right. text. Is. But as soon as I did that, it would just go away, and they would stop talking. Oh, it was that, like right. You tap to skip. Uh-huh. yeah. Right. And I found that so annoying because so many moments, I forget what's her name, but she'd start talking and I'd be like, yeah, I'm into this. Like, let me, let me read more of this because Harry Potter's talking too. And I'd tap it and then they'd stop talking and it'd just all go away. And I have no way to see what they just said. <laughs> so before we get to the three by threes, what did you name your character in Harry Potter Wizards Untie? So there are two names that you can give it. Yeah. Which is also confusing. Right. I think one is like your in-game username and one is the name of your character within the game. <laughs> oh, well, that's just crystal clear. Thanks. <laughs> right. Much like much like all the elements in this game. <laughs> so, um my my fictional name in this game is Samlius Abernathy. <laughs> And I will post a picture of myself that I took with the filter on it because you get this nice little, um, I guess like sort of like an ID card mm. or, or it's your ministry ID. That's what they call it. Uh, yeah. And my, uh, I guess my username is uh, RIP Alan Rickman. <laughs> so add me if you want to. <laughs> uh, thanks to their name filter. I had to be a little clever well sneaky i mean <laughs> all of these words don't really describe the stupidity of this so my i mean i am panda queef x <laughs> apparently queef is part of the name filter um but my in-game well whatever the other one is uh, uh todger goblin <laughs> wait what's the first name todger and then the last name is Goblin. Yeah. <laughs> so, happy to report that Neantic's uh, name filter does not work on arcane British slang for your penis. 
Which you think Porky Games would have had that filter readily available. Damn, let's get to like, yeah. the three by threes. <laughs> let's start with the good. I was impressed that the landmarks are very localized. I'm not sure what I was expecting. I, I suppose mm. I kind of thought that not really having played Pokemon Go too much, it would be, oh, it's just on this random corner. Oh, oh, or like, oh, it's just in this place. But no, the locations actually match real businesses and places of interest. There's a photo of them. There's a little bit of, I don't know, that just was very cool that you can go and explore things in your area that you perhaps wouldn't even know about. Yeah, I think one of the original intentions of Niantic's Ingress game was that it was sort of uh, allowed you to discover these trade, uh, these like little locations of interest. Um, so I felt they carried that through, yeah. uh, which is in, in, in like a nice way. Like it meshed in with the game very well. Um, and so the experience that I had, and this is my first good point, is that it was really polished experience. Like nothing really felt like it was broken or out of place. And right off the bat, like I was actually able to enjoy what this game had in store um, without any serious issues. Like, sure, there's like a little bit of confusion on like, you know, what a foundable and confoundable is. But other than that, like I was able to get started pretty quickly. Do you find some new locations in your neighborhood that you did not know about? Hell no. I'm not walking around in my location. (laughs) (laughs) But I think one of the benefits that we had is that we played this in London mm. and we played this, um, yeah, in, in <laughs> what is that station? The main station. King's Cross Station. King's Cross Station. Right by platform nine and three quarters. Right. And there's there was like a ton of activity there, which I thought was, you know, really nice to see, especially if you're a fan of like the world and the game. Yeah. Like it's, it's great to see like this, um, what looks like a Marauder's map, right? And you open it up and there's like activity everywhere and it just makes you feel like you're you're part of this this Harry Potter world in a way that you know like Harry Potter hog wilds didn't right you just need to spend you know a few thousand dollars and get a flight to london <laughs> right but that said i think even even if i mean okay i'm in brooklyn which is you know not a small rural town there was a bunch of stuff going on how was it in your neighborhood my neck of the woods is pretty sparse. I mean, if yeah. I go to like the park, there are lots of stuff around there, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, my park is relatively close by, but I don't reach it from my house. Like the the level of effect doesn't reach all the way over there. But if I just take a quick walk, like I could get there. Yeah. And I do think that there's actually a fortress there, which is like that chamber thing that I was talking about. Ooh. So if I ever wanted to take a walk and level up, I'd probably be, be able to do it. Mm, gotcha. Um, Second good point, Edwin. It's Harry Potter, I guess. The Harry <laughs> Potter game. I still don't think they've quite nailed a good Harry Potter game, but um, it's got all the Harry Potter things in it. Yeah, I'm, I'm I just stretching. want like a Harry Potter-ass game. And this, even though it feels as Harry Potter it could possibly be, I feel like I'm not getting the Harry Potter experience for some reason. Uh, but that said, it has the elements there. This is oozing with Harry Potter stuff in a way that a Harry Potter fan would totally love it, right? Like, you're in the cabals of the ministry, right? You're like recruited agent. 
you can choose your wand. You have like the selection of different woods that you can use. Oh yes, thirteen um, inch elder. <laughs> right. So you got that. You got that thirteen inch elder. You got that? <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. You got that? Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. You got. That. Yeah, like mine is the what is it? Uh, Hawthorne with phoenix feather. Oh, like folks. Right. And you can you can select like the flexibility of it, whether it's unbending or plaint. <laughs> Jeez. Or rigid, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, it's it's like there are so many things that you can do that makes you feel like you're part of this Harry Potter world. So the the theming was super well done. While I do feel like there are like while I feel like I missed out on some of the tutorials, I feel like there was a good amount of them. Like it never got too heavy handed with any of the tutorials, almost a little bit too light. But the fact that they used voiceovers uh, in a way that wasn't annoying um, and hopefully like the tutorials in the right places for people who are actually paying attention, Mm -hmm. it introduced you to the game fairly well, I feel without it being like too gross. And it's hard to do it when, there's so much theme in this game. Yeah. It's hard to restrict yourself, I feel, but they made some smart choices. On to the bad points, Sam. Hit me with the bad points. Bad points. Wow. There's so many things. There's almost too many things. <laughs> right. Like, um, we haven't even mentioned the part about uh, you choosing your profession. Oh. So I think when you get to like level six, you can choose to be either an auror, a magizoologist, <laughs> or a professor, <laughs> right? And and each one of those professions has a tech tree that you can level up. Yeah. Yep. So like there are layers to this, which I think, you know, if you slowly got yourself acclimated to it, like you'll like it, but... If you're new to a game like this and you're like, oh, you know, like maybe I'll check out this Harry Potter game. It's going to just beat you over the head with all these unfamiliar terms that probably is not going to be found on like the Harry Potter world originally. So strap strap in. I mean, maybe I didn't give it a good enough go. I'm only I only got as far as level two, but I feel like the game kind of bounced off me in a way that I couldn't ever quite get into it or feel interested in playing it more essentially because it is, you know, just a sticker collecting game. Mm. It wasn't clear like, okay, sure. You need to find them all and then something, something, but right. The, I think you wanted more story. Edwin. Oh my God, is that true? I think you might be right. <laughs> I think either I wanted more fun ways to collect or more reason to keep collecting. Right. And I kind of like, like you wanted to, yeah. Yeah. If there was like a chapter or like, you know, uh, a cutscene that allowed you to feel progress, I think like those things might have been better drivers for you. Yeah. I think that's very true. Um, for me, the last point is that the tracing mechanic, as being the main mechanic, it seems kind of underwhelming. Yeah. Um, I wish there was something more uh, just there. It just seems like. One, tracing is not fun. And two, to trace quickly is even more not fun. <laughs> yeah, and something about it. Like, I feel even if they, 
it sounds absolutely ridiculous and I probably wouldn't do it, but even if it was like motion gestures, like flick of the wrist or something like that. <laughs> yeah, that thought crossed my mind too. Yeah. Like, I don't know, would that be more enjoyable? I, I Yeah, it's it's tricky, but I feel, I felt like the tracing mechanic was just a little bit underwhelming for as the main as the main mechanic yeah it didn't feel cool to cast a spell you know Mm-mm. it didn't feel to use some gaming dev parlance juicy right like, yeah eh, okay yeah you're just tracing it damn what is your final seven day rating uh my final seven day rating is seven days mm, i'm surprised by that <laughs> yeah me too um I when I first started up I kind of thought like oh this is this is kind of fun like this is um but after I got introduced to like all the foundables the stickers the the brewing potion the the little elements of collecting the frog brains you have to collect and the port keys I was like no there's no way I'm going to enjoy this um but then for some reason like I it was easy to open it back up and still wait for that wait screen mm-hmm. and make progress in terms of your level. Yeah. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of the opposite to me. I was a three day and I did find it very easy not to open it again and play it <laughs> a little bit more. <laughs> I, I think in, in his defense, I probably didn't give it enough time and attention you know, like, I think you need to be prepared for, I'm opening this game and okay, I am going to sit down and pay attention for, you know, 10, 15 minutes and right. listen to all the cutscenes and get into the game. Um, oh boy. Oh, you're sort of like, it's super heavy to start, to even start getting in. There's so much friction, like you need to create an account. Yeah, that's true. Whole, and actually, not even just create an account, you need to sign in through Google. Mm. No option to do a regular email. Then there's also, you know, I have to find the name and then you have your name filters because they won't let you have Queef as the last name. And then you have to think of funny <laughs> names because you can uh, say your name on a podcast and you have to be funny. And then that's the whole thing. And then like, oh, and then you get this whole, I don't know. It just, it was a lot to start. Right. I can totally see that. Yeah. Yeah. Our three days. That said, if you're a Harry Potter fan, give it a go. It's free. I think force other people who aren't me. It could be fun. I'm also not right. a big. Uh, I don't know. Just, I just don't like having like a phone in public, walking around with my phone out, kind of guy. Walking around with my phone out. Walking around with my phone out. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, does I guess that's the that's the thing that was kind of tricky for me as well. It's like this game isn't really made for kids. It's not really made for adults. Yeah, and it and it's. I guess it's just like a young adult, right? Like it kind of straddles that really awkward phase of like Harry Potter growing up, you know, trying to remember, but then like you have to try and get like younger kids, which I feel like Pokemon did really well. Yeah. Yep. So there's been some articles, you know, comparing Pokemon go to Harry Potter and you're saying, you know, just going purely on app store charts alone, which is a flawed metric, you know, Mm. Pokemon go is still at number six, number seven, Harry Potter's like 50, Mm. um which I, don't, I could believe i can believe right and it's kind of sad because like i feel off the bat like this did so much better like i remember when pokemon go first launched it was like a really rough start 
none of the things were really working correctly. People got disconnected all the time. Mm, right. You got like blank screens. And this off the bat just worked like a charm. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like there's so much polish within the game. There's all, tons of elements. Like the CG is really good. Um, but yeah, yeah, like it's a shame that it's not as popular as Pokemon Go. But I can see that. I think my my two bit theory is that well, you know, Pokemon the entire concept of Pokemon is around collecting things. And so mm. putting that into a collecting game totally works. Harry Potter, nothing about collecting. I mean I guess he's trying to right. collect um the Horcruxes <laughs> in the last book, I guess. Maybe that's it, but you right. feels like they're shoehorning a collecting thing into this game, into this intellectual property that never really had any kind of collecting elements to it. Yeah, and I guess that's the point where I feel, even though this is so Harry Potter themed, like... Right, it's not actually related to Harry Potter at all. It, exactly, and I feel like that's where it kind of loses me. Um, but having said that, like, I'm probably still going to play it. I don't know how much longer, mm-hmm. but uh, I'll probably, you know, collect it. Because I know my, like, hotspots now. Like, I know the places where the I'm going to get them goods, get, get them confoundables. confoundables. <laughs> uh, so I'll probably just, like, open it up here and there and level up my wizard. Well, Sam, you can do that while also playing another game because I no have <laughs> a game for you. Sam, you have seven days to play Dota Underlords. Mm. what's that reaction mm. <laughs> do you know do you know this game do you know what it's about you have to well you will once you read on the underlords <laughs> yeah allow me to read the game description works with iphone se 6s 6s plus 7 7 plus 8 8 plus x xs xr ipad mini 4 5 ipad f 2 3 ipad pro ipad touch 7th gen Dota Underlords is not supported on iPhone 5S, 6, <laughs> 6 Plus, iPad Air, Mini 2, 3, iPod Touch, Generation 6, and below. Great. That's a great description, yeah. I can't wait to play. <laughs> so Dota is a combination of sounds I've heard, but I know nothing about. <laughs> uh, so Dota is, I guess the original definition is Defense Against the Ancients. And I was going to say, it sounds like a acronym. Okay. Yeah, and it was a mod created for Warcraft 3, um, which got super popular. It even got more popular than the game itself, Warcraft 3. Mm-hmm. And it spawned leagues of people playing this custom map that was made for Warcraft 3. And then, so what a company did was they then made a standalone game, which is called League of Legends, okay. that copied this dota thing and then steam or like the original creative dota was like hell no i'm gonna create dota 2 which is now one of the more popular games on steam and it's essentially characters on a map trying to kill the other side of characters it's like a 5v5 sort of deal is it a little bit like clash royale it's yeah so the principle i think clash royale is very much based off of this but mm. this is more like individual character based so you have to really get to know how to play a single character because they have a play style um you level them up within the match itself like so you have to go kill other people you have to go kill like these little baddies floating around you get items to level them up and yeah um it's like a huge esports scene right now but dota underworlds is 
based on a mod for Dota, mm-hmm. which was called Dota Auto Chess. And Auto Chess is super confusing to me. Uh, and then um, the, the mod itself got really popular. And so Dota, the company on Steam, were like, was like, okay, we'll just make our own version of it. And that's what Dota Underworlds is. Underlords is. It's uh, the Auto Chess version of this game. There, you've heard it here first. <laughs> this is some kind of strategy battling game. Right. You shall play um, for maybe seven days. <laughs> so join us. Yeah. Um, and Sam will explain the history again, probably next week as well. <laughs> Sorry, that was very long-winded. <laughs> it provided some useful context. And, and yet, we, we, we're walking away with absolutely useless information that we're never going to use in our daily lives. <laughs> I mean, maybe there'll be a trivia night. Uh, yeah, you're right. This I feel like when we finally die, and then in the gates of heaven, you have like three answers, mm. or three questions. One of them will be, what does Dota stand for? <laughs> what came first, Dota or League of Legends? <laughs> Okay. And we're screwed. <laughs> well, I am. I think you'll be okay. <laughs> Before we go, Sam, do you have a quick thing of the week? So, I think when we're about to record this, which we're, we're kind of late by. Mm-hmm. Apologies uh, to all. It was, it was Pride Week, Pride Month. World Pride. And, or something. And uh, the Try Guys released a video. Uh, Eugene released a big production video of him coming out. And I think... It's worth a watch. The video is called, I think it's like Eugene, I'm gay. Right. Um, and what's great to watch is the behind the scenes of how they made it and what it took to make it. Right. As often with these things, actually the making of is more entertaining than the actual finished item, I would say. Right. But, but yes, the actual finished item is, is worth watching. I think it's just really well done. Um, but yeah. That is my thing of the week. You know, I was thinking the other day that I'm kind of... Yeah, the Try try Guys, they're still enjoyable, but I'm not sure... I don't know. Are, are they too mainstream for you now? Not is mainstream. This, well, Is this what's happening? Maybe that'll be mainstream. I mean, they've got like a North American tour, New York Times <laughs> bestsellers. The videos are becoming more polished and... I don't know, you get a little bit less of them and a little bit more mm. of just... Ah, uh, just the YouTube... Their characters, the, yeah. Uh, the YouTube grind of getting something out every, you know, twice a week. Um, but that said, what I am still enjoying is, I think I picked it before, but it is the Tripod, which is their podcast, which is mm. now publicly available. Search Tripod in your favorite... Uh, I don't know the name. But search Tripod in your podcast uh, listening app of choice. Podcatchers. <laughs> I still think there on that podcast is still has some of that original magic of four mm. friends talking and being together and there and how they interact with each other, which right. I, to my mind, at least we've kind of lost a little bit on the, in the YouTube videos. Right. I do feel like they don't. Yeah. Cause really all the behind the scenes stuff and them sort of like jabbing each other were the fun parts. Right. Yes. And I feel now they get to the goods a little bit sooner which is what I imagine people will want to see, but I really want to see like the jabbing. 
Right. Yeah, check out the tripod because that has all the stuff you want. Great. That's our show. Sam, you have seven days to play Dota Legends. Nope. Dota Underlords. Nope. Underwears. Underwear. Underpants. Dota Underpants. <laughs> play along with us. If you want to tweet us some gaming suggestions, tweet us at... Seven days to play. And uh, yeah. Don't email us. Seven days to play.